listeners, we're back from a long layoff from Alex and Tara in Japan. And this episode is going to be about their travels and just a quick couple housekeeping items. Um, I didn't do much while they were gone. Uh, I traveled to Tampa and stayed home one weekend. And as things come up, I'll bring it up. But this episode is going to be mostly about Alex and T's ventures in the land of the Japanese. Totally. And there's also two things. I sent out a Craft Heads update, Konnichiwa, from Japan. And I shouted out our our newest patrons. But I forgot to give an extra uh, special thanks also to additional one-time donations. Uh, Pico, the official sponsor of craft hits podcast since he's made it he's made another donation oh my god and also this was in the past couple of months and natalie did as well I, we might have even talked about it on the podcast but the point is i didn't include them in the update so i just wanted to publicly acknowledge oh okay so, and then we do have a new patron keith oh yeah that's keith, right okay keith or sutherland yeah from uh that our duquesne story on episode 51 the last one was uh, that that was Keith, the other guy that we were talking about. So thank you, Keith. Uh, he's been a listener since like the beginning, and he listens to every episode. I thought that you were going to tell me a random Japanese man donated to the podcast or became a patron. No, but I did see one listen from Japan, and I scattered some business cards there. So that was incredible. It was probably, maybe it was an American tourist, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, this we're going to do a a pretty long episode probably to catch up and we're going to go we have some general thoughts and commentary and also just a summary of like point by point what we did so we've been taking notes the whole time uh i actually now i'll just get my thing out of the way uh my car has been broken into three times in the past week that's good yeah that's great right do you lock your vehicle i don't know i can't remember uh that's why your car gets broken into <laughs> well jeeps are easy to, i feel like they're, targets. they're really easy and they are targets um <clears throat> on sunday I got in my car and all of my shit from my console, my middle console, was strewn about my car. But since my car has manual locks, I'm too lazy to actually lock it every right. single time somebody well, gets out of the car. make sure all the doors. Right. So um, I don't leave anything in there. And people have went in there three times this week to take shit and they keep not finding anything. I want to leave a note in there that says, you're an idiot. <laughs> why are you doing this there's nothing in here or i even like i feel bad enough that i kind of want to leave two dollars in there and just be like take these two dollars stop coming back to my car or you leave like a little um like a timed you know like one of those jack-in-the-boxes <laughs> and then he just springs out somewhere and, and he just scares the shit out of the people doing this to you and you're like, it's like Tee-hee. even better if it had mace in it when it popped out of there and yeah. sprayed him in the face i've thought of, i've had so many just fantasies about doing something there, like that there is a total tangent we can go on maybe yeah. another time but your Tommy, dad there yeah i think it's my dad he shared a video of um either they was around, like around the christmas season or whatever but people would buy um you know like an, an iphone or like an expensive electronic device and people porch pirates would steal it and run away mm-hmm. and the one guy was so sick of it that i saw it he installed cameras he built the fake package mm-hmm. that was like some weird thing, and as soon as they opened it, like it timed, and then it like threw the glitter 
and the fart bomb smell all through the vehicle. The finest grain glitter in the world, Yeah, too. the finest grain glitter in so the it's world. Like and, like, the one guy was like, oh, my girl's going to think I got a stripper in here yeah. or something. And I'm like, oh, man. I saw that video. It was super viral. I I, yeah. I watched every second of it, and I just wanted to print. I wanted to send... That. Send him money. I would be like, thank you for doing this. Yeah. That's a that's a good podcast name. Super viral. Super, yeah. If we got super viral. Super, yeah, super no, unviral. No, then it's not funny. It has to be ironic. <laughs> so I, I think that was that was everything. Uh, do we want to dive right in or should I? No, we don't have a drink yet. I need to give you a certain gift. Okay, you let's hear it. probably could have guessed. <laughs> I just told Tara while you walked in the room, if it's not Japanese whiskey, I'm going to kill somebody. <gasps> Who am I going to kill? <laughs> what we have here is, and it's not Ooh. its not extremely fancy. It's not a single malt or anything. Mm -hmm. But this is made by Kirin, which is a, a large beverage company in Japan. And like Kirin Ichiban? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. This is their Fuji San, Sanroku uh, whiskey. It says a gift from Mount Fuji. Um, I'm not sure. This is interesting. I don't, it says non-chilled non-chill filtered and it looks like it says 50 degrees but it's 50 uh 50 so it's, it's strong it's 100 proof and i asked the not only did i trust the liquor store guy and he said it was good but i looked it up online and apparently this kieran whiskey doesn't really get out of the country that much not the way that a lot of the other ones so okay. it gets snoozed on and people don't know about it mm -hmm. and i think this is for the money a really it's supposed to be a good whiskey so let me get a couple glasses. Awesome. Is this, when you say a gift for me, is it a, a glass of it or the whole bottle? No, this is yours. <gasps> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome. Hey, are you going to bring the other thing? Or no? Are we not doing that yet? Hold on. Hold your horses, T. <laughs> if I have another gift coming, I can't have them both well, at the I'm same time. I'm still on vacation time, so I just want to drink all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> she may or may not have just spoiled something, but that's okay. <laughs> she did, I heard. To, to, but To be fair, I didn't warn her. I'm hoping that it's some kind of sake. Well, or I'll kill somebody. The only hint I'll give you is that it's a consumable of some type. Okay. Wow, she just keeps digging us deeper <laughs> in this hole here. Would you like some whiskey, honey? Uh, no, thank you. You're good with your Sierra Nevada? Yes. So are we supposed to put a cube, or can we put a cube in this? That's up to you. Let, I, let's try it without first. And then oh, sure, I'll sure, sure, sure. Cheers, bro. Thanks. And congratulations. Cheers. Yeah, for pouring this, this whiskey. Done. <laughs> Dude, for being a hundred wow. proof, it actually when it hits your when it hits your lips, it's sweeter than I was expecting. Yeah, it's smooth too. You want a cube? I'll get them, baby. Mm. Honey, why don't you, while I get ice cubes, start with the first day? Start with day one. Day so, one of Japan. On on day one, God created the heavens and the earth. This is a horrible comparison, <laughs> but I was just about to say it's like Anne Frank reading her diary. <laughs> Jeez, that's, horrible, that's a really right? bad comparison. I know, it's yeah, a horrible I, comparison. You make it wrong. sound like you like it was a bad trip. Uh, before you start, let let's tell let me tell the listeners real quick or the peeps. I'm gonna call them the peeps today. Peeps. Yeah, peeps. I've also peeps. been to Japan before. I think I might have mentioned it in an earlier episode, and I went to the same spots that you guys did, except I think you went to one more city than I did because right. I. Because I went to uh, Tokyo and uh, Kyoto, but and I spent uh, another couple days in China. I went to Hong Kong. Yeah. So we did you the guys same, did. But the third place, it technically wasn't 
like a city. It was like a town almost. Mm-hmm. But it was it was the a third lo- it was a it was a third location. Like mm-hmm. like your Italian uh help me, Tommy. Cinque Terre. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so Tara, why don't you tell me real quick? You said you wanted to give a high level view. Why don't you just tell me what days you spent where right now, and then we can go yeah, into the so first day. Yeah, so we spent. We flew there on Thursday, Friday. We mm-hmm. flew there on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We left here Friday. We left here Friday, March twenty second, and because you're traveling ahead in time, we landed Saturday. Mm-hmm. At like three or four in the afternoon. In what city? In Tokyo. Okay. In the, at the Narita Airport. Fourteen hour flight, thirteen hour time change. Yeah. And so, you were there for how many days? We were in Tokyo for what is that? Sunday, Monday. Like basically three like three days. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Kyoto for two days. So that's well, two nights and one full day. That's Tuesday to Friday morning or Tuesday. Tuesday to, to Thursday morning. Okay. And then we spent Thursday evening, Thursday night, at this third location called. Atami, or mm-hmm. Atami, or whatever, Otami? at a, at a Rio Con. Uh, it's an A. Atami? Yeah. Yeah. And then we checked out Friday morning, and then we spent the remainder of our time Friday through Tuesday in Tokyo. And then Oh, we okay, so you home. went back. Yep, we went back to Tokyo, and then we flew out of Tokyo back to Atlanta, and we're traveling backwards in time, mm-hmm. so we left at like 4.30 Tuesday and landed at... 3.30 or 3.45 Tuesday okay. in Atlanta. Yeah, so that, that's cool. So that was a long day, um, but that that's the high level. So if anyone's not interested after that, then... <laughs> well, let's get to the interesting stuff. What were the highlights of of Hokio? Let's do that <laughs> as we do the day-by-days. We could do day, yeah. Because, I mean, I can yeah, that's intersperse I mean. little ideas that I have while we're doing the days. Sure. So, you start yeah. off. So I start off. Yeah. Highly, but uh, let's before you also go more details. Rate the trip, both of you, on a one to ten scale. Ten. Ten. <laughs> I would honestly, I'll be honest. I uh, all of the walking that we did caused my right ankle to swell, mm-hmm. and my Achilles tendon just killed absolutely. So I. If I didn't have the pain, it would have been a 10 out of 10. I'll say 9.7 or like 9.8. Okay, fair. It's yeah, just, that was had the a only rough thing finish. That, mm-hmm. that, that really just put a hitch in my in my gait. Are you okay? Put a hitch in my gait? Yeah. Uh, okay. Hitch in the step? G-A-I-T, not yeah. G-A-T-E. I, I heard ah, that. Nice. Like I heard G-A-T-E also. Go ahead. Let's let's hear. Uh, first so, day was first Friday day. in so, Tokyo? Friday, Saturday. technically Saturday. Okay, Saturday. Tuesday. So we flew a 14 and a half hour flight. No, we were <laughs> in hotels the whole time. Yeah, okay. Um, other than the Ryokan. So you five-starred it through, to, through Japan? Uh, yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Okay. You'll see. Okay. Yeah. And so we so 14 and a half hour flight, and that in and of itself is an experience um, for anybody who's interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not going to go At least you detail. get unlimited wine. That was the harder of the two legs, I will say, going there, because coming back, you're just, it was like a lot less than 12 with, hours. The, with the rotation of the earth, yeah. going and you're flying in the opposite direction, coming yeah. back is 12 hours, Get from Atlanta, going 14. there is 14. We mm-hmm. flew direct, mm-hmm. and also, it's important to note, uh, we got bumped up for free to Delta Comfort Plus on the way there. Yeah. And we'll get back Ooh. to that later, but yeah. that was a big deal. So that, that was a big deal. So I think you get unlimited wine in regular class as well maybe i don't know I, I did i actually thought that was well if you did then you did well it might have been united yeah 
I'm pretty sure that's a comfort plus thing on Delta, but mm-hmm. yeah, we, we had unlimited drinks, we got our meals and everything. So, long ass flight, and not only were we up early that day getting to the airport, we were up early, or up late the night before, packing in like general excitement for mm-hmm. the trip, and we land in Tokyo, and we had to go through the process of getting our JRL passes, mm-hmm. and then figuring out how we get to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Uber? So, no. <laughs> no. We... Is Uber not allowed in that country? No, no, no. It's allowed, but it is hella expensive, and they only have black. Ah, uh, okay. So That's the same with, I... um, with Norway and Ireland when I'm going there. Yeah, okay. I will say, um, of all the cars I saw there, almost all of them exclusively were taxis, and all mm-hmm. of them looked nice. Okay. like Like, classy taxis. Mm-hmm. So... We had to go through the arduous process of getting ourselves to our hotel. And at this time, we've been up for I don't know how many hours, and we're both incredibly exhausted. And so we finally figure out, we get on the Narita Express, and we're going to Shinjuku. That that was Shinjuku. our... Uh, Shinjuku. Shinjuku, yes. Yep, so we go there, and... Alec, I don't. You didn't sleep on the flight there. Shinjuku. I, I barely got to. Plus, I had a screaming baby that I wanted to throw out oh, the window. God. For so that was bad. for a couple hours toward the end, which yeah. was god awful. It, it was. It was real horrible. You got on the some train? sleep. I got some no sleep. on the on the plane. The plane. Oh, but okay. then once once we got to the to the subway station, um, or train, whatever you, yeah. We yeah, you got sleep on the train. I but train I there. I was real you know me t i i'm high energy going fast thinking fast talking fast all the time but when i get exhausted not tired i become a worthless pile of shit yeah i know this about you too i I was the pack mule i was carrying stuff Mm -hmm. but i was like t you've got to do everything and and the other thing that's frustrating too is is when you're that tired and you're in a foreign country and you know larry's all up in your grill you know and there's just so oh your taxi driver's name Larry there's yeah so I, I many gotcha. people everywhere and you're trying to navigate this enormous train system and they're all all these different trains have all these different maps and mentally it is so taxing and I like I actually felt moments of like you know when you're like angry and you want to cry because you're so freaking angry mm-hmm. and you're just like <sighs> that's how I felt I wanted to cry because I was so like. Why can't I figure this out? And my tired brain could not work fast enough. And I just was getting like... Hey, I I get you 100% because when I flew over to China, when we got to... Well, actually, it was... um, I went to China and that was fine because I like slept on the flight. But we, instead of uh, getting a hotel one night, we took a red eye from Hong Kong to Japan, which wasn't that far of a flight. But we just forfeited it. We were like, hey, instead of us paying for a hotel that night, let's just call that our night's sleep our, on the airplane, which I slept like maybe two or three hours. I was miserable in the, on the first couple of days of Japan because I was so tired. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was, that was frustrating. So. When did you guys get to your fucking hotel? We, I think we actually got to the hotel and checked in around 7.30 or 8 o'clock that night. And mm-hmm. mind you, we landed at like 3.45. Mm-hmm. So we. Are you sure? We spent, well, and it takes. The, I thought we the, landed at like 5. Maybe we landed at 5. I don't know. We. Or 6. 
the, the the train that we took from the airport to the hotel took a little over an hour mm-hmm. to get there just because of stops and the distance and whatnot and it's not an actual like shinkansen or whatever but i mean just trying to figure out where you're going and orienting yourself it just takes a ton of time so we finally got to the hotel and we basically did we nap i don't know what we did when we got to the hotel yeah we were just hanging out getting acclimated that kind of a thing and then we we went to bed fairly <laughs> we went to bed fairly yeah. early well and and also that <laughs> night i'm like looking at our sheet of paper acclimated we, aka acclimated yeah. acclimated <laughs> we didn't know because exa- we were hungry we had like no meal and it's just you know airplane food and <laughs> We were Googling, like, where can we go at, like, 3 in the... Because we woke up at, like, 3 in the morning or 2 in the morning or something. <laughs> You're so red. I know. <laughs> and so... It's the alcohol, too. We found a 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. And this was our first experience with 7... Well, in... Seven. Most seven. Theirs, <laughs> no. Instead of calling it 7-Eleven... Seven and seven eye holdings. and eye holdings. It's this yeah. most professional name for a 7-Eleven I've ever heard what? of. And I was, like... My perception of 7-Eleven is the American perception of 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you don't want to go there because it's just, it's not, not well, good. It's just like a so, rundown whatever can yeah, be in the store. So um, we go to 7-Eleven and it changed my life. Mm-hmm. I don't if believe there was you. One thing, mm-hmm. If there was one thing I could bring back from Japan, it would be those 7-Elevens yep. on every street corner. Mm-hmm. We went there and um, they sell anything from... All the sanitary products or, or household products you need Tampons. to any kind of snack, sure. food, glove. They have rubber gloves for people to do dishes in or to kill 7-11. people. Umbrellas, yeah. anything. You, alcohol. I mean, we you can pick up like Japanese whiskey in a 7-Eleven. So it's their public. Basically, but Many. condensed down into something the size of our apartment. Mm-hmm. And I think one of our first meals, Alex has a picture, but... He picked up what spicy cucumbers, spicy pickled and cucumbers, I, obviously. And yeah. you know, you know, like the traditional little rice ball yeah. cake thing. Uh-huh. So I picked up a rice ball for like eighty cents, and it was like a little triangle, and all it was was salted rice packed into a triangle. Oh my and god, a cubed no, or like a a, a prism or yeah, yeah okay, no, it, it's kind of like a three triangular prism. But that was life changing, Let- and we. To, to to expound a little bit, you talked about some of the other products. It's the food. Mm-hmm. It's the, the food, food yeah. in the 7-Eleven for a 7-Eleven is incredible. And what's so weird about it is they have they have hot and cold and room temp stuff, which is really weird because they yeah. have some really questionable items in just sitting in the stands in the room temp. Like they have a fish sandwich with tartar sauce mm-hmm. and it's not refrigerated mm-hmm. and it's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the like the one rice ball you can get like I think like minced up salmon, like salmon flakes or whatever. Like they'll they'll pack it into the rice ball and it's like it's almost room temp and I'm like, do I want yeah. do I want food poisoning my first night in Japan to, to you know mess up their next couple of days? So I just I went for the plain rice ball but the that food, weird, the food but, in there is fascinating. Yeah, and and not all the Seven Elevens were the same. Some had nicer things. Some were bigger. Some were smaller. But in general, that was a life saving thing because if we needed anything, we're just like, oh, where's the nearest Seven Eleven? Oh, it's right around the corner. Let's just go pick up this item we know we like. And and <clears throat> wrapping up the first night, which we spent a lot of time on with Seven Eleven, <laughs> 20, uh, 22 minutes of Seven Eleven. They are. The seven bank mm-hmm. also, and that's where we got all of our cash. Because uh, okay. Tara made a beginner's mistake when we were at the airport. She did oh. a tra- travel X or whatever as a currency exchange, mm-hmm. 
And I was like, yeah, take out $500 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she comes back and she hands me this yen. And I'm like, how much did you pay for this? And Mm -hmm. she's like, $500. And I did the, you know, the, the rate exchange. And I was like, this is horrible. We, we, we missed out on like 9,000 yen or something, which by the way, for easy math for everybody, say a hundred yen is is ten bucks? You just remove a zero. Or oh, okay. yen would be one I'm sorry, it's one dollar. So remove two zeros, but you are correct. It's it's actually a little bit stronger than that U.S. dollar, but that's just the easiest way to do it. And so I went up and I canceled the transaction. I was like, I don't want this. We want this back. Take it back. And thankfully, she had like a little. She bought a five dollar uh, currency exchange like warranty almost. Oh, okay. Is it a guarantee? I, and yeah. I just said, done. Let's let's we're backing up on this transaction. And through PNC with this with my debit card, they charge like a tiny nothing fee every time, and also a five dollar international fee which they reimburse. Mm-hmm. So we wound up taking out ten thousand yen six times, and four of those times is fees will be reimbursed by PNC. Oh, which at, is at seven bank. Yeah, exactly. At the bank yeah, of seven. and PNC uh, reimburses. So that, seven. that was the other amazing thing. They were they were almost like save points. Mm-hmm. Our, our Seven Eleven. So. Yeah, I felt so bad. And, and, and we did that the first day. We weren't even in Japan, and I made the mistake. And, and, and I we felt drank real bad about she, myself. Tara was so freaked out. I was like, "Honey, don't you didn't do anything wrong?" And she just was like so upset that she. And I was like, "It doesn't matter. It's money." Well, mm-hmm. we learned. Plus, we fixed it. But anyways, so, do you want me to step. move into Monday? I'll go quicker. Do, do we want to go back and forth, or do you want to do the first half, or last Sunday. half? What do you want to do? You take Monday. You take Sunday, it, technically. Who did well, you point out when you said I, that? Whatever the next day is, you do the next you day. You do the next day, and I'll do Monday. So I'll do Sunday? So you do Sunday, oh, which is seven. on this page. All right, so seven bank. On Sunday the 24th, uh, we started, obviously the first thing I needed was coffee. Mm-hmm. And they had some they had some hilarious coffee drinks at 7-Eleven, but I wanted some crafty stuff. So we went to a place called Counterpart Coffee, which was right outside of our hotel, uh, which, by the way, was APA, APA Hotel. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere in Japan. They're mm-hmm. amazing. And so they're, they're Holiday Inns, Holiday Inn well, Express? Well, no, they're nicer than that, but uh, in my opinion. but Quantity-wise. So, yeah, definitely. Whenever I say these places are small and efficient, you are in a not even 200 square foot room mm-hmm. i mean these things are tiny You're in a but closet. they're they're so amazing i i had no complaints about it really great service so we walked right out of appa went to the right like 100 feet and there's this place called counterpart coffee three stories but <laughs> each floor is like mm, i don't know 50 people. square feet maybe mm-hmm. maybe so, maybe this living room yeah mm-hmm. very small. yeah if that if that really cool but um larry's in there making coffee it's it's you're a taxi driver again yes what was he doing there it's real crafty and he he was he was nice but also kind of aloof he Mm. was like a a real hipster Mm -hmm. and they make coffee over there in these in like chemistry pyrex beakers Mm -hmm. with like a hot with an iron that holds it in place and it's they do pour over but I realized my coffee is trash compared to what they do. Okay. But I also think it's because they buy really, really good beans. So that's it. It's not I, doesn't have to do with the process. It's basically the same process, the okay. pour over. But because they had the buono cut kettle and everything, but their coffee was amazing. Take and I, a breath. Thanks. It's okay. No, I just keep going. Yeah. I got to power through this. Okay. And then well. um, the 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 guy that was there was playing a Joe Walsh playlist, which is amazing because Japanese people and this I'm not making a generalization. This is pretty common. They love American music and rock music especially. Mm-hmm. American like rock legends. They're huge fans, and I'll get to that later. But 
that was our first stop. Second one, late morning. Uh, of course, this was a Sunday, and Tara knows, and my, my close friends will know, I have an ongoing streak. I haven't missed a weekly mass in, like, seven years or something like that. The last time you missed... Well, no, I started before I became Catholic officially. Uh Like, I actually started going to Mass on a weekly basis my senior year of college, and I have not missed a single weekly Mass since then. I thought you missed one in Sarasota. No. Or something, because you... Absolutely. No, I missed a holy day of obligation. Uh I did not miss a weekly Mass. Okay, gotcha. I have missed several holy days of obligation. Um, But, anyways... We uh, that was a priority. I said we got to get to mass somewhere. So that was the goal for the day was just to get to a Catholic church. But I thought this was the goal of the day. Well, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. <laughs> but we got to uh, the first thing. You know, we wanted to eat so because we didn't have anything to eat at Counterpart. So we went to a ramen place. I googled it and everything. Which one? It's called Ichiran. Yes. Yes. Ichiban. Ichiran. Ichi, Ichiran. I thought it was ich- okay. Well, I. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's like the they have the vending machines. Yes. Yeah. Correct. That's the first one we went to. We, I went three times because I loved it so much. Well, we'll, we'll get there. But we only <laughs> went to Ichiran once because, you know, me, my obsession with trying new things. Mm-hmm. Vending machine, put in the money, you get a little meal ticket, and then when it's your turn, you sit at a ramen stall. Yeah. With like little guards. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, I've, been, I've been. It was awesome. And they lift up this bamboo curtain. You can't they, see their they face. And they bow to you. And it's everything. just their body. They take the ticket they bring it back and they close it like enjoy your meal in solitude so incredible i will also interject one comment that was the only ramen place one of the only ramen places we went to that did not require us to stand in a godforsaken line uh, to get it. That's because we got there at a really good time. We got there at a really good time definitely because i waited in line every time I went every to single yeah almost there. every single time we were in line but Continue. Yeah, that, and th- but that was because it was at 1130 in the morning. And yeah. nobody was like, oh, we're not ready for ramen yet. So we, we walked a couple miles and got to a Catholic church. Uh, that was St. Ignatius. Yep. And for, for those of you, for those fellow Catholics and or religious or spiritual people, that was a cool experience because we got there. And who knew in Tokyo, Japan, packed full, standing room only, rows beyond all the pews like you're still part that family follows you everywhere mm-hmm. you're you know you're whatever spiritual family you're part of there's always somebody somewhere who practices whatever your faith is and this place was packed and it was a fantastic uh mass the, there was a uh, an indian priest who was a super cool guy yeah gave in a, english yeah oh, nice. english. totally english and they did a couple other languages for some of the readings and stuff but a phenomenal homily, like my favorite that I've heard this year. And it was just a very, very, very good experience. Hour long? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Normal hour. So it was... It Did was you take great. communion? The other language... Yeah. yeah. The mm-hmm. other language was Filipino because there are a lot of Filipinos um, visiting Tagalog. Japan, but they are... Tagalog is their language. They are also... Tagalog? Um, it, it's... A lot of them are Christians. Or, or Magnus Catholics. has Tagalog, so... Um, <laughs> A well, lot of them are Catholics. There, there so was, that makes sense why There was also speaking. like a Bang, Bangladeshi or something like that. There was oh, another one. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, there were two or three. But anyways, that was a really cool experience. And moving to what we did after that, we stopped at a Starbucks and got our our uh, Tokyo mugs, which is amazing. Okay. They're the exact same thing except Tara's was pink themed for the cherry blossoms. We went to Shinjuku Gyoen Park, which is a, a national park. I think a national park. Yeah, it's some type of park. I don't know. But it's it's expansive, and there's a bunch of different sections of it. You get a map when you go in because it's like going to you know visit so many different things. 
And one of the main reasons, one of the reasons that, we, that Tara's always wanted to go to Japan are to see the, the cherry blossoms. So, you know, as soon as we get in there, uh, I, I had I had plans going to Japan and I see all these cherry blossom trees and I'm like, oh, this is the place. So we're walking around the park, I, you know, and I said, this is the spot. And I proposed to Tara. We, we got engaged. Then we moved on, uh, went over to some vending machine. Wait, hold on. What? Tara and I are engaged. Yeah. yeah, I did that on purpose. Pause, pause the podcast. Woo! Cheers. Yeah. This is my this is my real first congratulations to you guys in Thank person. You, Yay. Congrats. Cheers, fiance. Cheers. Ah, uh, kanpai. 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 Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanpai is the Japanese cheers. Um, I uh, the day after, well, as soon as I got that picture from you guys. Which, by the way, uh, Tara and Alex sent sent out like a picture to our close friends mm-hmm. of them with Tara's hand on Alex's chest, showing the ring off. And I, as far as I know, I think none of the friends realized because he they sent it with they sent the picture with no context. No, no, no. The, Some most, people did. <laughs> most people did, but there were a handful that didn't realize the context. Well, me and James were talking about yeah. this while we were climbing the other day yeah. and I was like, so did you see the picture of like Tara and I was engaged? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I had no idea like they were, that that was like an engagement picture and he was like, me either. Yeah, he was one of them. Yeah. But what, you want to know the best person who didn't know? Who? My dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. You told me that. It was so good. He sent some response. What did I, I, I know, know I said. The cherry blossoms are gorgeous. Oh, yeah. You finally got to the cherry blossoms or something and all I did this was it was a family group chat and he did the same thing for me i yeah i cropped the uh the diamond ring and just sent it back to my dad and he was like oh my god i didn't even notice it and he was real excited and it, it was really cool and then rita k responded she was like i thought you might come back engaged yeah so that was, i, I meant to too. yeah i i meant to wish you good luck on your engagement trip before you left and i didn't get the chance to oh, I, I, I wish i would have because i knew it was gonna happen. well anybody with any sense would realize probably what i was up to there but, <laughs> uh anyway so that was a that was a wonderful experience the cherry do you want to talk about that anymore because i kind of want to know how you did it oh yeah yeah of course so the one good thing is despite how unorthodox tara and i have been with you know, oh, we're getting married, and I'm getting your ring, honey. I'll be back, and you know all that kind of stuff. She knew I had stuff planned. The one thing I left was that she did not technically know the time or place, regardless, even though she suspected it was going to be in Japan. Mm-hmm. Good news is she was expecting later on at a more intimate time or something, and that's where I threw the curveball because she mm-hmm. knows me. I'm I'm not a with that stuff. I'm not a public person, but no joke, probably. A, maybe a full year ago, insanely early on in our relationship, I knew I was going to marry Tara and she, I, but she had mentioned uh, the, you know, wanting to see the cherry blossoms in Japan one day. And that's why I got pretty fervent about, well, let's go. We can, you know, we can do that. And I thought to myself, maybe I can propose in front of a cherry blossom tree in Japan. Mm-hmm. I literally thought that like a year ago. And that was my only stipulation. So once we got to that park, I ran through all these scenarios in my head. And I'm thinking, is should I do it now? Is this good enough? Or am I, should I hold out for a better one? And I realized how hard was your heart beating? The that was the one thing I noticed. Everything else was fine leading up to that, and suddenly my heart was beating very fast in that park because I knew it was going to happen in that park. I just didn't know where. I saw this tree and I wanted to do it, and I tried to get her to stay. And there were some people. Did uh, you know? No, I had no idea. <laughs> okay. Not in that park. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, once he, I mean, once you could tell, like, he was trying to usher you no, over No, I had no tree. idea. No, Tommy, literally, I am, for as, a, as attentive as I am about certain things, and how acutely aware I am of certain things, he is very good. I keep you on your toes. At keeping me on my toes, but that was the one thing I'm like, no, because I thought about it, too, and I'm like, because my mom's like, oh, you're going to come back with a ring on your finger. Oh, uh, she whatever. said it too. And I'm like, oh, Heidi, like, yeah, she, okay, mom. She said, she's like, I know, Alex, he's got a plan. Yeah. That's what she said. And so, like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, no, I won't. Because I thought about a park with cherry blossoms. I'm like, no, it won't happen there because there's too many people, and Alex will want it to be private and intimate, whatever. And then I was thinking it would be at the Ryokan, which we'll get to later on in yeah. this whole thing. But, um, no, it took me completely by surprise. I actually, where he wanted to go, I was like, no, there's a lot of people. Because <laughs> there's a ton of people. I mean, the, the Japanese people take spring season, especially cherry blossom season, very seriously. And they have these parties and gatherings that they call hanami, which is, you know, they go to these and they have picnics in the park. And they bring, like, sake and whatever. And, like, they just enjoy that time and so I was like, I don't want to go near all those people. I want to have, like respect them and let them let them do their thing. And yeah, well, Alex, you keep it, going. It was really cool because I, I did the propose. I, I actually Taro started walking away again, even though I, I thought this is it because we got to a especially beautiful spot with a bunch of cherry blossom trees all around us. And I thought, Alex, don't gamble. Do it now. Carpe diem, etc. And I said, I was like, Tara, come here for a second. And I was like, this is the spot. And she was like, this is a spot for what? And I just pulled it out. I had I had the ring in my <laughs> jacket since we left uh, Atlanta. And mm-hmm. I never took it off or let it out of my sight because for obvious reasons. So uh, I pulled it out and that, that was right then when I when I proposed. And there, there was like a small smattering of, of some claps and stuff because mm-hmm. there were some people who watched. But then Larry comes over and he, he was... He was there again! Yes! yes! What the fuck? He's following you guys everywhere. There was this middle-aged Japanese guy with his wife, and he was uh, he, he was a photographer, oh. and he had like a nice camera. He didn't use it. He comes over. He was like, "Oh, congratulations! <laughs> it's so cool. Just a cool guy." Mm. And then he offered to take pictures of us, not with his camera, just with my phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I hate engagement pictures. Anything planned like that, like to me, that spoils the moment, and I'm not poo-pooing it for anybody else. I'm just saying for me that that's not what I want. But that was a spontaneous, genuine, like it was really cool that he offered to do that. So we wound up getting this amazing engagement picture. Yeah, that we got we a couple not, amazing ones actually. Yeah, that I mean, one that I took sent about four or five. Yeah. But. So that it was a great experience. But uh, we walked around the park for a little bit more, saw some really beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll just wrap up this day real quick. We we were looking for a place to uh, to eat in Shinjuku on the way home, and uh, this is where my my radar kicked in. And I found a spot. It had a really funny little English sign. We have we speak English. We have English menu. We have kind staff come in, and they said if you're in uh, in Japan, you have to get drunk or something like that. So mm-hmm. I said, Tara, this is the place. <laughs> is that the first time it came off? Second time. Okay. Yeah, technically second. Yeah. Tom is looking at the ring. But um, I said, this is the place we went. And Tara didn't want to. It was going downstairs in this weird staircase. And I said, this is the place. It was great. We got seated immediately. They gave us like cabbage and ground beef of some kind. 
And I got a highball, which is a very, very common. Every bar in Japan has one. It's basically, it's Japanese whiskey, and my guess is maybe soda water, club soda, mm-hmm. over ice, and they just fill it in a tall glass. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a general highball. That's all they call it. It's okay. great. They all just drink Just whiskey them. and tonic or it's, whiskey and Just soda, soda water, not, wow. not tonic. So I enjoyed some of those. Uh, I got some shochu. Shochu, yeah, which is shochu. potato sake. Or choshu. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think it's, it's one of those. I think it's shochu. I don't know. But uh, it, it's not rice, wine, it's potato. And Tara had some beer. We got some Japanese fried chicken, which was incredible. Wonderful experience. Uh, I have to start. I have decided to start saying sake because whenever you always said it, I didn't know if it was pretentious or not. And then I realized it's the word to call it sake. So you will never hear me say sake again. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And on the way home, it, through we, all, we were always walking through Shinjuku to get our hotel. We found an amazing capsule jungle, which are those things you put your yen in and you Shinju- screw it. Shinjuku, um, that that's the the market, like the the absolutely packed market area, right? It's not too bad. Well, no, um, Harajuku. Oh, that's what I, I was thinking. We'll get yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the thing about Shinjuku that I don't know if you went there. That's have you heard of the neighborhood called Golden Guy or G-A-I, Golden Gay or whatever? Guy. Is Shibuya Square in Shinjuku? No. They're different okay. neighborhoods. What, uh, we actually know Japan or Tokyo pretty well now. Yeah, the, okay. the Shinjuku area Japan. has like. Have Shut you ever up. seen like images on Instagram or something of like those small little alleys, the drinking alleys? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is where that's located. But Shinjuku is more of like, uh, like shopping in nightlife kind of. If yeah, that makes sense. but there's no, also there's know. also a, a definite element of hipsterism to it, which oh is my gosh, amazing. Yeah. So yeah. capsule jungle. There are machines after machines. And we were we were playing with those, and I and we also went into one of they have these arcades that are nothing but claw machines, mm-hmm. nothing but claw machines. I saw one of those. Went in there, and I decided as a now fiance of Tara, I was like, I have to do the most boyfriendy slash fiance thing I can do and, and win a prize and win my girlfriend a fiance a stuffed animal. So I uh, I put in I wound up spending ten fifteen bucks, but I got her Ampharos, which is a saw evolved Pokemon, and he. What's amazing is a logical him. person would get that at the end of the trip, but we got it at the very beginning, and he and went. To carry he everywhere. went all over Japan with us, and he witnessed everything. So <laughs> his his other name is the witness. Our son witnessed. <laughs> got home, spent the night, whatever. Uh, you, were you guys having sex at one point and looked over and said, "Stop looking at us, witness." We set him up I'm, all over no, the place. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Okay, so Monday we did counterpart again. Um, we ended up going to. The Shibuya area, Shibuya, mm-hmm. Harajuku, whatever. Shibuya um, Square. We went, did you did you see Meiji Shrine? We uh, went to no. the. I saw the the Hachi Shrine. Okay, we went to <laughs> Yoyogi Park, which they have an enormous shrine, which is incredible. So anybody who's going, I encourage you to go visit that one. Um, so we ended up spending from there. We ended up walking around the Harajuku area, and we got lunch. We were on our way somewhere. I think we were on our way to a Deus Ex Machina Cafe, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But we stopped at this place called Royal Den, and it was another thing Alex, you know, he had a, one of his intuitions. But we went out for lunch, and we got these Wagyu beef bowls. Oh! Oh, my God. And, Wagyu's and, so good. And there was mm. one other person up there when we went up, and we had a really intimate conversation with both of the chefs and in the the men working and we just we talked a lot about like their culture what we were doing there what you know they recommended in terms of 
you know, where to go, what to see. Um, just really good conversation. It was hey, one of those special Was there moments. a raw egg in your Wagyu bowl? No, not no, in this one. Okay. Not in this one. Well, I, end of the trip. Yeah. But the interior of this place it was, was the most eclectic, beautiful little restaurant I've ever been in. Uh-huh. It was just so cool. Yeah. That was my favorite part of so it. So we walked out of there and it was we were kind of like in a haze because it was a different world and it was dark. So we get Inside to... Inside the restaurant. We get to this this cafe and... And now this was Harajuku slash Shibuya, by the way. Okay. Oh and gosh. And Harajuku is sort of like a little a wee little Japanese New York City. But I just wanted to say where we were. Yeah. I love when you take the tram to Harajuku and then you hear the... The girl, the girl, whenever you get to the stop, she goes, Harajuku? We Harajuku? walked everywhere, Tommy. Yeah, we, you didn't we, take the tram at all? No, Tommy, no, we did, but we walked most places. I will okay. say, in the t- can I tell them now, or do we, or are we waiting for the end to tell them how many miles we racked up in this entire trip walking? Let, let's do it now. Do it now? We walked over 60 miles Woo! in 10 days. Yeah, 60. We walked yeah. almost 60. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, from, from lunch, we started our trek back to this Deus Ex Machina Cafe, and I was thinking it was going to be the video game because I remember seeing it everywhere. I never played it, and but I, I said I wanted known. to go because I had friends who yeah. would be interested. Josh we, Simon. We literally yeah. got there, and <laughs> it was not a video game cafe. It was a hipster biker cafe for motor hipper hipster mo- motorcycle cafe. That's all it was. Had nothing to do with the video. Had game. nothing to do with video gaming at all. And I was like, well, that was an interesting trek. Mm. But but the the good news is on the way out. My a top three favorite song of all time came on Deacon Blues by Steely Dan. And I was yeah. like, hey. I was supposed to be here. Yeah, we were <laughs> so supposed to go there. But so after that, we ended up walking around uh, the neighborhoods a little bit more. Um, and that was one thing that I really enjoyed in all the walking we did. We got to see like intimate little areas of neighborhoods that normally people wouldn't really, really wouldn't see because they're going to see sites and stuff. But we went to, you guessed it, another cafe, got coffee. And... <laughs> We were leaving the cafe. I don't know if we were leaving or going to it. But yeah, I think we, it was leaving. It was leaving because I remember where it was across the street. We were... There were stickers everywhere because it's like a hipster location. On a bridge. Or whatever. So it was, it was accepted to put stickers and vandalize this part of Japan. <laughs> and so we did... Alex tried to do a Crafty Boy sticker. He was going to put it right in the middle. And he did. But he folded over like in the middle kind of. I crimped so it, it by accident. So it, it crimped. And instead of saying Craft Heads Podcast, it was like... Kurft hoods. No, no, no. It was the heads and podcast was right, but it was CRFT. So the whole trip we had a joke. Kurft heads podcast. (laughs) There's one in Harajuku. Yep. And that's the one that got saw, and that's the the Japanese person that watched that listened to the episodes. Yes, perhaps. He was like, I can't find Kurft heads podcast anymore. He was interested, but we lost him. (laughs) So after that, we ended up going to. we ended up going to uh, two stores, one called Kitty Line and one called Line Friends. And I wanted to go because I wanted to look at, like, all the little, you know, bullshit cartoony stuff. And uh, for Line, like, we use the little Line stickers all the time. So we're like, oh, let's go on both of these. It's a messaging app. Uh, sensory overload is what I would call those cartoony too stores. It's, it's too much. Yeah. Because you want to go in and look at things. And there is just so much music and so many lights and so much crazy bullshit happening and all these children like screaming that it it, it was too much. Especially the line friends store. Like we went in there because we're like, oh, let's get like a cutesy little trinket for ourselves. It'll be like an adorable like, oh, we're matching. Quick and question. Just to, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's right. 
three days in, had you guys not had sushi yet? Hold on. Uh, we're getting okay. there. It's but this is the this third day. day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so we abru- we leave those stores and we're like, okay, never again. And <laughs> uh, we ended up Googling sushi. We went to a place called Kinka. And mm. of what they what served town? us. What part of town was this? This Harajuku. was still Shibuya. The sh- this was really. Harajuku, Shibuya. Yeah. But we ended up getting one of the best things on the plate of sushi that we got was octopus. Mm. surprisingly it was the best it was the best thing on that plate i mean everything else was very very good but in terms of something that i would have ordered again from that bar i would have gotten more more of the octopus it was very very good and so after that long day of what do they that call walking, octopus over there no clue can't remember I'll, I'll make general observations about language at some point but yeah. we don't know that we ended up walking to the uh shibuya station because that was the day where we're gonna finally figure out the subway system and we just happened to walk into the shibuya crossing which is like the biggest busiest human pedestrian crossing in the world mm-hmm. and we stood there and alex has a really cool video and we stood there and waited in like this just sea of larry and all of his clone friends larry was there again no yes! way yep. he was crossing the street there. right after our dinner so yep. we we got a video of that whole thing, and that that was really interesting. I didn't plan on going to see that; it just happened. Yeah, and we went there twice actually, but that's a different story. And then we my went Airbnb home. for two days in Japan was literally right next to Shibuya Crossing. Oh, oh wow! My gosh. And we and we would like walk downstairs, walk out, see Shibuya Crossing, and the Hachi statue. There was always like yeah. like 20, 30 people taking pictures. And did you go to it? The Hachi statue? Mm-hmm. We walked by no! once. We walked by one Hachi statue and he was leaning. Leaning boy. Well, this was the, the one. Yeah, we didn't go to the one. Because I read it was there was a ton of people and I was I really wasn't like but that, I that's wanted, not like a must for me. But you should Tara, if any if anybody should have gone to it, it should have been you because there's always a cat that lays oh. on the Hachi statue, and they've like made a shrine where that cat lays, Aww. because yeah, it's the same cute. thing as like Hachi always waiting for her for his owner. The cat's always like waiting for Hachi. I didn't hear about the cat. Oh. You know, st- stepping in here, we had a quasi hipstery experience where like a lot of the things that people were like, oh, you have to do. It was like, no, we don't. We're gonna do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we ended up doing that, a lot of stuff. Maybe, that really I never wasn't. even heard of this thing. Yeah, yeah. Hachi was a dog, and his owner had died or whatever, and he would go and wait at the station for his dead owner to come back every single day for like seven years or something like absurd. Mm-hmm. Real, real quick, because she, I think she kind of glanced over it. There's a movie made about it. His owner, Hachi being the dog, went to work at Shibuya Station, mm-hmm. would take the Shibuya Station Square to work every day, and he died at work. But Hachi would go and wait every day for his owner to come home. Never came home. And then one day, never came home, but Hachi would still go back every single day for the rest of Hachi's life to wait for his owner, and they became like a simple. Yeah. So, uh, Tuesday, right? Yep. Went back to Counterpart, third time in a row. By the <laughs> way, uh, a new guy for the second two days. And he, a new Larry? From his own, from his own admission, he loves Eric Crafton. Eric That's, Crafton? Dude, dude, loved he, he had the same playlist on both days in a row. Yep. So, then we went to Sarah Beth's Pancakes, <laughs> and at, which is at Shibuya, Shinju- or Shinjuku, Shinjuku Station. Station, and world-class Fat boy pancakes. She got you got strawberry tiramisu pancakes, which I, I don't even know what that yeah, means. Yeah, I got this. But. I got 
um, pancake because I really wanted pancakes, and it was a uh, strawberry and like Tiramisu. some other craziness. Didn't taste like coffee though. Very good pancakes, <laughs> Just so good. And he, your eggs Benedict and eggs Benedict were world class, best I've ever had. So that place was. I'm very glad we went and t- uh, waited to get in there. Yep, and then, mind. and then, one of honestly my favorite aspects, and this will be no surprise to you, Tommy, was we took the Shinkansen to uh, Kyoto, and we took the Hikari, which is the fastest route they have, mm-hmm. which goes up to I think high 180s miles per hour. And that I was, slept on most of it, but every time I looked outside, I was just blown away. On on any time we were on the Shinkansen, I was awake because I was just, I I loved it. it. Just sitting on that train, it's it's clean, it's not packed, and you're going real fast. And I downloaded a uh, speedometer app, and I actually clocked us at one point. We were going 176, wow. and also the Shinkansen, this particular model especially, is designed. It can bank angles it can go it it Please. can it can uh, go up to like seven or eight degrees i think something like that but we even it has we, to we experience yeah well in order to if if you don't bank you They're are limited to a certain fall. speed by making it being able to bank they were able to increase the speed by i don't know 10 15 miles per hour something like that or they, they cut down on the the time of the trip mm-hmm. really really cool so i and for this is a video game comment for any fans of metal gear out there if you've played Metal Gear Phantom Pain, the I swear to God, Tommy, the vo- the English voice of the woman who makes announcements on there, who has a British accent, is identical to your in-game thing called the iDroid. And it narrates a bunch of stuff for you in the game, like in your navigation system and everything. I got to play it for you sometime. Every time her voice came on, I was like, oh. It's so nostalgic. So that, that was a really cool part of, that, uh, of the Shinkansen. Oh, what a trip. It was amazing. And then we, uh, this was about a little bit over a two hour trip and we got to a, we stayed at a Ryokan in Kyoto, which is a traditional Japanese inn. They have the little, what are the mats called, honey? Tatami. They have little, these little tatami mats. Uh, you know, you don't wear your shoes on them. You take your, so- or your shoes off, you're in sock feet. We had our own private bathroom and, uh, which was a nice thing because not all of those rooms there had it. Uh, these little mats that you sleep on and then. We went out for dinner to get ramen again because I have a problem. I have a uh, ramen addiction. And this place was called Ipudo. And it sounds shitty saying it's a chain, but there are multiple ones across Japan. But it's very reputed, very good place for ramen. And it was actually the hottest, spiciest ramen I've ever had. Mm. And the reason I say that is because usually when uh, Japanese when it, when Japanese ramen, when they make stuff spicier, they're, they're using like ground up chili pepper or like a chili powder to get it hotter this place used chili oil Mm. and they put so much in mind that there was a red layer on top and when i put my spoon down into it it you could see broth underneath that layer Mm -hmm. and it felt like somebody as i was eating it it felt like there was gasoline with a match on it inside my body and i loved it so wait you didn't get the spicy at each room uh i did but it was like nothing Nothing. actually you get a scale of one to ten and obviously i picked seven but I, yeah, the, the chili oil at Ipudo was, was the spiciest that I had had. Uh, we waited, that was our first bad line experience. We waited at least 40, 45 minutes outside in the cold and the weather was not friendly. It was windy and chilly. So that was a rough experience, but we got in, had some incredible ramen, got home. We were both pooped from all the walking and everything. We were super tired. 
Um, and that was the end of Tuesday, the 26th. So we could probably fly through these additional days on Kyoto? part two. Yeah. We could probably fly through the rest well, of Well, I don't want to two. fly through them. That's why we're saving it for part two. Fair point. That's true. So I, I think it's fair that we... We didn't have episodes since, like, the late middle of March. Late middle of March. Wow, kill me. But before we left, and it's already April 4th, so that makes sense. This hey, is part, Japan Experience Part 1. Real quick, just to go back to something that I wanted to. Yeah. Um, by the way, awesome, awesome first Tokyo experience. Can't wait to hear about Part 2 of Tokyo and Kyoto, because I loved Kyoto. But, um... The day after you guys got engaged and sent me that picture, I was in Tampa and I went back to see my family and showed them the picture. Oh, so, so Papa, so he so, knows. so the Spittas oh. have seen the engagement photo of you. That makes me as so well. happy, dude. I'm real glad to hear that. And then they said, "Well, we knew that was going to happen because when we met Tara, Alex was introducing her as his future fiance." Uh, wait, us. what did I say? Soon to be fiance, <laughs> specifically. Yeah, and and. Just like everybody else, Dom is like, you know, she's looking at me, she's like, Did she, do you know this? The terror or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And he's like, yeah, we know. Tara, so. or, uh, my mom thought it was so strange. She was like, it's like she just knows that it's going to happen. No, yeah. I was like, yeah, they, they've known since it the beginning. It, it happened with Pico when he visited. He, he like, I he's enjoy, like, dude, I she's right here in the room. And whenever we visited Currents, I was like, oh, dude, I got to see the ring. And. That he was like, what ring? You know, just <laughs> being a good friend. And, yeah, so, good yeah. times. Yeah, because I knew, I just didn't know when. Uh, Basically. Here, here's here's the last little cliffhanger, and uh, this is going to make you come back to me. Or I could come to this you. Is, wait, hold on. Say it without, say exactly what you said without back to me. I don't know what I said. You said, oh, th- here's a little cliffhanger. This is going to make you. Come back to me. No, without the back to me. Come to me. No, without the back to me. Here's a little cliffhanger. Come this will on make my you face. <laughs> Thank you, Tara. Actually, it probably. Was. I don't know why that. Did, why like, that was so like hard. Talking to like. I I don't I I wasn't. I even I narrowed I it down to one word. I wasn't oh, listening. Alex, you should have saved it for part two. This is part two. He's not drinking it now. This is gonna make him come back. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't get to Alex, have any of this. Alex hey, just showed way, me. I, I just said that again, and now I understand what you were saying. Okay. <laughs> Alex just showed me a big vat of Japanese gin. Roku gin. They actually there's one full Roku remote in every bottle. Yeah. Oh really? They just <laughs> melt it down into the gin. It, it's they like it's it. like mezcal. Oh. It's like the the worm in mezcal, except it's a it's a Roku. Remote. I was wondering what this little number three was sitting doing at sitting at the bottom. Dude, isn't there. this? Beautiful? It's a really nice bottle. I want to hold it. I bet. Yeah. Nice little uh, hexagon. Mm, yeah. Septic- a, wait. No, that's, six, a, that's a hexagon. Six. Hex is hexagon. six. A pentagon is five. Okay. Correct. God, I'm just, I just want to smell. Oh, man, that smells so good. And I promise six. you it's my favorite gin that I've tried. Oh, it smells um, so good. Here, T, you narrate. If you look at the back of it, oh, I could tell you. So they have their six select um, botanicals that are unique to Japan mm-hmm. that they have included. Cherry blossom. Um, <laughs> There is not only the sakura flower, they have the sakura leaf, they have yuzu peel, citrus, sencha tea, and gyokuro tea, which are two different types of green tea, and the sancho pepper, mm-hmm. which we will mention in part two. That's right. There, there will be part a two. mention of sancho yep. pepper? Sancho pepper. Sancho pepper. Sancho. And then what's the potato sake? 
I think it's Chochu. I'm glad that you guys have, you'll have this to go back on and listen to right. the rest of your life You're right. about your and I, trip. And I, can, and I can delete the note in my iPhone, which makes me happy. Yeah. No, exactly. I'll keep that forever. Uh, so, yeah. I was going to say, you're going to delete that? <laughs> we'll, um, <laughs> we'll see everybody in a few days, and we will record part two of the Japan experience. So, can I say congratulations to Alex and Tara? Yeah. Larry!